All right, it's recording, so I guess I'll, um, you know, so everybody shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, I feel like I'm yelling. (laughs) Welcome back to Talking Picture Talk. Quarantine Uh, edition. Quarantine edition, now brought to you by Skype, which is what we're recording on remotely. Um, what's going on in the news? Anything? Anything big? Any big world events taking place right now? AMC Theaters uh, wants to never play Universal movies again. That's another thing. All right, let's get right into it. Well, we're in. Let's first and foremost. uh, There's a global pandemic for the first time in a hundred years. We're all quarantined. I don't know why I'm telling you this because we're two months into it. Yeah, we could have been doing this for the last six weeks. And yeah, we could have easily. (laughs) been doing this for the last six weeks this sounds so much better than our last 15 previous episodes well, we were both we were all inebriated though those episodes hey what's the last one we did the uh, best this is true. of the decade that's right yeah wow that's a good one to go out on at least true um so what's the uh topic tonight dealer's choice dealer's choice well who's the dealer you no <laughs> We do like questions, like random questions. I can Wait, talk Vince. about the uh, Roger Ebert great movies I've watched. Wait, Vince, uh, real quick, elaborate on what you just said. Uncut Gems? Oh. No, about um, Universal. Oh, they got really mad that the Trolls movie like went straight to straight to um, VOD or something, and they yeah, said they're like, and, it did, and it did like so much better than the first one when it was in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so AMC has like a, they have a contract for Universal movies? I don't know. I think they're kind of like. And, and they're pissed that it went. But I mean, no one could go to the theaters to see it anyway. What do they want to hold it? I guess. All right. All right, riveting well, stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you, Walter you, uh, <laughs> Cronkite, for that great news report. <laughs> it's really had all the facts in front of him for that one. So. All right. Well, you can only hear us right now, but we can. We're all on. We have our webcams up, and Vince is uh, <laughs> lounged back <laughs> in a recliner, making playing... a big girlfriend on NCAA <laughs> 2006. <laughs> He's got red hair. Uh. <laughs> all right. How about all right? Every, does everyone? Can we talk about uh, movies that we've watched since the quarantine began? Hold on. Hold on. We're not we do done. that. Hold on. We're, we're not done with, thing... the, with the AMC Universal controversy. Uh, <laughs> no, no, just because it's uh, fascinating that the tro- Trolls 2 video, direct-to-video, did so much better than Trolls 1 in theaters. So do you think uh, this is like the end of movies? Movie theaters. Um, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, what are they, what, the what are they charging of the for end? the Trolls movie? I'm sorry? Like, what are they charged to watch it on demand? I feel like any... I think it's like 20. Yeah. Any video coming out on demand right now is like twenty bucks. I think, I, I think eventually what's going to happen is they will they will start charging like, and I mean in all seriousness, they could charge, they could charge. You know, Martin Scorsese's next movie, say it's supposed to be in theaters, there's another pandemic, and it's going to video. If they charge eighty bucks to watch it on demand, the four of us would just watch it together and chip in. Like I feel like people are going to do that. 
And I mean, yeah, if, you're the, family, if you're a family of four, you're at what, 110, 120 bucks to go to the movies and get food. Well, that's what the thing is. So, too. I they mean, said, if they're charging, if Trolls is 20 bucks, of course, everyone's going to watch it. I mean, not me, because I'm not a loser. It's probably awful, but like every kid is watching it. No, you've seen it. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. They sing, right? Isn't that the whole thing? Yeah, sounds like someone's seen it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> they sing. It's a musical. I don't know. I mean, there there are certain movies that are meant to be seen in the theater, but I even more and more don't care. I I think at least some theaters will stick around. I'm hoping. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like what happens to the big chains? Though? What happens to United Artists? Or uh, I guess Theo and Regal, but. United Artists and AMC. I mean, they're going to have to eventually just close their doors, and it's going to be these weird, like, Quentin Tarantino buys a theater in California, Bryn Mawr Film Institute-type places are going to stay afloat. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. I think people, actually... want people want what's convenient. But, I mean, not even, like, not even just that I would be excited to see a movie. I think people should see there are certain movies that you should see in theaters i we were talking about like titanic for some reason today or yesterday and that's it's not a good movie happen. yeah right and that's not going to have the same that doesn't have the same effect if you see it on an ipad than it does if you saw it in the movie theater maybe they'll keep the uh imax around yeah maybe. i do but i mean you they know. can't they i don't know how you make i guess I mean, or, if you charge twenty bucks to see the next Marvel movie, whatever it is, it'll you know if it's another I don't know Avengers Seven, it's going to be the highest grossing movie of all time in a theater. But I wonder if you do you know twenty bucks for it if you just have ten guys getting together and watching it like it's a boxing match or wrestling or something on pay per view. Like I, then then you don't have the budget to make these movies anymore. No one's going to give you no. $3 billion to, to two guys who directed four episodes of Community to, to go and direct uh, a bunch of people making $30 million wearing tights and fake armor to run around for four hours. Is that what happens in Avengers? Uh, that's it. You just <laughs> <laughs> summed up the entire... Spoiler entirety. alert! <laughs> yeah, I just think if there's no theaters charging $18 a, a ticket then the budgets for the movies can't be that high. Well, no, they get to keep all the, they get to keep so much more of the profits because they don't have to split it with the theater. And that's why, like, it makes so they, much more money. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that would balance out. All right. Enough troll stock. Riveting stock. Did he just take his video off? I have no I'm idea. Back. No, he's still there. All right, we're seven minutes into the quarantine cast. I had to pull up his pants. <laughs> right. So what All has right. everyone been watching? Uh, I've watched a lot of television. So have I. The very first week of quarantine, um, I binge-watched Nurse Jackie on Showtime. And it's, it. it's awesome. It's really good. I, I like her. Edie Falco. Yeah, she yeah Edie Falco is incredible. She plays the drug-addicted nurse. That's right. It's like uh, rated R scrubs. Oh, really? There's a lot of humor, but it's very serious as well. I'll get into it. I'm not even going to waste my breath, but I watched uh, the best show Netflix has ever produced, which is Afterlife. Uh, Season 2 came out, so I watched Season 1 again and then Season 2. I already told you to watch it. No one listens listens to me, so I'm not going to waste my breath on it. 
it's the best thing Netflix has ever made. With Ricky Gervais? <laughs> yeah, Gervais, is, Gervais is great. I watched, He's great. I watched the first episode. It's so good. It is so good. Season two, actually, I, I had higher hopes for season two. It's still great. But it got renewed. One, incredible. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, so I watched that. I watched uh, watched a lot of The Office before they moved it to the Peacock. When did that That's come so out? Dumb. NBC, uh, the NBC streaming service. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm watching Sons of Anarchy for the first time now. I'm a couple episodes in. Not bad. That's very Delco of you. Yeah, I know. Feels, I feel like Delco like loves that show. A motorcycle gang. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm. Uh, I just started season two of Succession. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't. It took a little while for me to get into it. Actually, it took like four or five episodes. I'm the first season. But then I'm I love the first season. I watched the first season of BoJack Horseman. It's awesome. That show I cannot get into. I, it starts off slow, but it's it's great. I can't get into that, and I can't get into Rick and Morty. I try. I really try. Succession, I was actually intimidated by. It just looks like a um, rich people show. Like, the only it's people like, that watch it are the people that shop in the rich section of uh, KOP Mall. <laughs> That's it's, who it's, it's about. <laughs> okay. It's on, honestly, the, the plots would remind you of, like, of like like a like a teen like the OC or One Tree Hill. It's like that kind of drama. It's like super ridiculous. But all the performances are great. They're all great. Yeah. Brian Cox is awesome. The woman who plays Shiv is great. Wait, uh, wait. The guy who played Cameron and Ferris Bueller is great. Let me stop yeah. man. The Colking kid's great. You watch Rory. Matthew McFadden's great. And the tall kid is great from Red State. Wait, Joe, you watched it too? I only watched season one. I really liked it though. Here's the problem. Uh- they, they released season one, and then seven and a half years later, season two comes out. So you don't know, like, what the hell's happening, right? You have to go back and watch everything again. It's every yeah. show now. It's, it's insane. So I, I might have to go back and start from the beginning. It's well worth it. It only gets better. All right. That's on my list now. Yeah. Anyone and I watch movies, considering this is a movie podcast? Wait, D, did you uh, finish Barry? I finished Barry. Yeah. Um, loved it. Um, I think it's one of the best shows on TV. What'd you yeah. think of that? What was the one episode called? It's really uh, good. The one that was like a real, real it's time. Like the single camera fight episode. Yeah. But anyway, I oh, watched yeah. the movie. It's incredible. incredible. One of my, a movie I watch that's great is King of Kong. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite documentary. Got a screen I, I, gotta, here. I gotta watch that again. Got a kill screen. Vince, um, anything else? What else? Um, it's it's it, I like can't believe that that's real. It's one of it's one of the most unintentionally funny documentaries you'll ever see. Did you binge uh, shows? Tiger King. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I watched TK as well. I didn't finish it. I only saw the first three. Are we going to do a um, separate episode where we yeah. ask the yeah, movie? Yeah, well, I, I got to think on that. All right. Um, you know what I watched, though, on Netflix? Actually, I watched two things. I didn't even think about it, but because uh, it's been going on so long. I watched The Staircase. I know it's old news. You guys see that, though? No, who's in that? Uh, 
it's a doc. It's a like a crime documentary about this guy who was accused of killing his wife. Um, I started that one. Yeah, I didn't finish it, it though. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, and then I watched uh, the Innocence Project, no, the Innocence Files. It's called, which is about the Innocence Project, which is just like law firm in New York that works to get people who are are serving life sentences or on death row, uh, get them off. Like if there's you know new DNA like research that can be done and shit like that. Um, the first two episodes were great. And then the rest of the series is kind of, it kind of gets old. Cause it's just like, all right, here's a guy who murdered somebody. You learn about the murder at the beginning of the episode. You know that he's going to get out of prison at the end or else it wouldn't be on. And so it gets a little bit like every story is the same, but these people stay in prison for like 40 years and get out. But the show doesn't get at all into like what that psychologically does to the people. Like, yeah, there's a guy, like, cool, we're out now. And it's like, no, 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 no. You were in prison for 40 years. And they don't, they don't tell you, like, hey, what was your experience in prison like? So that kind of was let down. But the first two episodes were great. Everyone should watch them. And then the other doc, The, the Last Dance, which is just phenomenal. That, that oh, is, great. It's oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, I just uh, caught up with it last night. Um, I think yeah, it's amazing. The fact that, like, it just... It, I, I believe every word Michael Jordan says and it. Like, it's truth, like, of how he feels. And, like, that's actually what happened. It's not like he's, like, I just feel like he's just, like, saying, I'm done. You know, I don't care anymore what people think. But the perfect example is just how much he <laughs> hates Isaiah Thomas. It is, it's, the, it's one of the funniest things on television is his hatred of Isaiah Thomas for not shaking his hand. It's, um... I'm surprised how well done it is. Like, like a lot of the 30 for 30s are, are really good and yeah. um, just straight up good documentaries. But this one seemed like it obviously was rushed. They tried to get it out as soon as possible. So I don't know if there was still stuff that they were they were editing or working on. But, I mean, they got it out. And it's, like, it's really well done. I know. It is, the guy's it, young. He made it, too. Yeah, I don't know anything else he's done, but. I think he did another 30 for 30. All right, you know, I think he did that that Bill Simmons, Andre the Giant, HBO documentary, which wasn't very good. Um, but this is good. Yeah. Like, this, it's, if, if they're going to give that OJ thing that was a 10-part ESPN series best best documentary at the Oscars, this, this has to be dominated. I know. If we'll they have see. one this year. Yeah, right. We shall see. Yeah, it's good stuff, though. Every... Like, so I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I have Roger Ebert's Great Movies, Volume 1, and I'm just opening to a random page. So two nights ago, I opened, or no, last night, rather, I opened to, um, it's a movie called uh, Gates of Heaven. It's a documentary, and uh, it's from the 70s, and I was reading up on it uh, before I watched it, and Ebert calls it one of the 10 best movies of all time, and it's about, uh, it's basically about this guy who runs a pet cemetery and then the people that like have their pets buried in it. And it's, it's, um, what's the guy's name? Earl, Earl Morris, Earl Flynn. What's the guy's name? The actor? No, the documentarian, the thin blue line guy. Errol Moore. Uh, uh, I don't remember. But anyway, anyway, it, it's it, like, it literally just, it's his first documentary. It starts, he's just interviewing this guy about like, like how he secured land to make a pet cemetery on. And it's just like, it's the most mundane, just boring conversation ever. And it just goes through. It's just like, 
And then, like, I had to talk to this guy in the government to get a survey done. And they, like, interviewed that guy. I don't So think, what? I don't know. I don't know why Ebert likes him so much. But I think that, like, <laughs> I, I think that every every documentary that I really like is, is something simple like that. And it's just because the people are characters. Like, the people yeah. are just so weird. It's, they got to be weirdos. Agreed. Those are pretty much all the documentaries I like. <laughs> like The King of Kong. Exactly, the King of Kong, and of course my favorite to talk about, uh, the one about the foot, um, Finders Keepers. It's a good one. Great. Yeah. I watched uh, The Way Back with Ben Affleck the other night. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Ben's <Why>? back. <laughs> Caroline, Caroline's like to pick the movie. Two ninety nine on demand. <laughs> That's like the worst pile of was... shit ever made. <laughs> it's sorry, uh, it's predictable. It's exactly what you would expect. Oh, really? Yeah, it's an enjoyable, um, you know, hour and 45 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> Zero, yeah, I'm not going to spend an hour and 45 minutes watching that. Yeah. You don't like those redemption stories, huh? No. <laughs> sure, like, uncut if you gems like, this if you, like, if you, like, got in a car accident at the end and, like, took out an entire team with them, then that would be my kind of movie. But, <laughs> but no, I don't want to see him improving. <laughs> Uh, that's that's why you love La Bamba. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, all right now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Guys, only sneakers in um, four. I also watched Annie Hall for the first time. Vince like watched Annie Hall for the first time. Class. Yep. Let off with this. I know. I just forgot, or forgot I watched it until just now. What was, what was your favorite scene? Um, a vibrating egg. <laughs> no, when when um he's when, when he talks to uh Dwayne Hall, and he's like, uh, do you say? And then how he, that, he just envisions himself driving down the street at night, driving down the road at night, and just driving into the other lane. <laughs> <laughs> That and, and uh, like, all right, Dwayne, I'm doing back on planet Earth now. <laughs> <laughs> that I like and, when um, he sneezes in the uh, the cocaine. The cocaine. Uh, the That's great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, and uh, when um, <laughs> when when he's at Easter dinner and the Man. grandmother's just looking at him, <laughs> she just like uh, pictures him. That's a <laughs> that's like a Hasidic joke. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> that's Grammy Hall. Uh. That's like, it, it's definitely in my top ten movies of all time. And every time I watch it, it gets like funnier to me. Like the last time I watched it, I was laughing my ass off. Like I didn't remember it being like as funny. But even like, I never really noticed it before. I guess. But it, one of the funniest scenes in that it's like one of the funniest movie scenes ever because it's so true. Is when he's trying to get out of presenting at that award show and he's like faking like his stomach hurts and, and him and Annie are like in a hotel room and like a, they order room service and it's just like chicken. And he's like, Oh no, no, no. Like my stomach is killing me. And then like the phone rings and Annie answers it. And she's like, Oh, they got somebody to cover for you. You don't have to go to the award show anymore. And then he starts eating the chicken and he's like, it's actually pretty good. And he's like putting salt and pepper on it. And he's, like, <laughs> he's eating it. It's so funny. Guess, guess not. Guess you have to see it. <laughs> Yeah, I love that movie. 
It's great. I, I watched one of Vince's uh, top ten movies of all time on Cut Gems during this quarantine. Finally got around to it. All right, let's get into it. I'll just say, accurate gambling standpoint, except no one in that circumstance ever in a billion years. You probably wouldn't be even a lot of places wouldn't even let you do it. If you're doing a parlay and you need all three things to hit. Who wins the opening jump ball would be the last thing you would do. <laughs> like you would have you would have to have just absolute balls of steel to do that. It would be for the amount of money you have for is is insane. Everything else spot on. What were the uh, the other bets in the parlay? Uh, it was Garnett points and rebounds over like twenty eight, I think, and then it was the Celtics had to win. Um, so obviously it all hits, but did you like Garnett in the movie? Uh, yeah, he was, I think he was used the right amount in the movie. I think they realized he couldn't act. And so Vince is <laughs> muted for some reason, which is actually a pretty good thing. I wish you could do that in real life. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like Garnett I, a lot. In it. He's not, I mean, he, he I mean, he's very, act, obviously he's not a very good actor, but just the no, fact that it's Kevin Garnett. Scenes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, he's good for Kevin Garnett. Definitely <laughs> good for Kevin Garnett. I, I mean, Sandler's great in it. He's, he is. That's, that's such bullshit. He didn't get nominated. Like, it's a shame. It really is. He, yeah. You could tell he really wanted it, too. That guy has made so much money for Hollywood. It's, it's insane. And they can't nominate him over Jonathan. <laughs> like, so it's true. Stupid. It's, it's just gay. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you think? I mean, the, the subject matter of the movie is a little a little gritty, but obviously it's it's, it's nothing. I mean, there's there's a, a lot more violent movies that have, have won people Oscars or nominated all that stuff. Do you think like the opening scene and the end scene? Uh, can we just can we spoil it? I don't. Is it a time pack? Yeah, here we go. Spoilers for Uncut Gems in three, yeah. two, one. All right. So at the beginning, they're showing like they go into like the the diamond mine or whatever, and it comes out his colon. You know, he's getting a colonoscopy. Yeah. yeah. And then at the at the end, he gets when he gets shot in the face, they go into the, the wound, wound like in his face. I wonder if that kind of weird stuff like threw anyone off. The score wasn't as grating as I thought it was going to be. Like that was fine. Maybe the it was whole... just the way the I don't know the way the movie moves may have. But I haven't really seen anyone who didn't like the movie. I like how they set it up with the colon, and then you're thinking about that, and then they set up a bunch of other things that you're thinking about, and none of it comes to fruition. I yeah. love that. Yeah, great. I thought I thought like that the throw you too, off. Too crazy they throw in a guys. bunch of red herring or whatever, and it works. I love it. I thought those two crazy guys were going to be the ones that yeah, like the two little like they look weasels. Like, yeah, I don't even know. Like I oh, thought, those I thought two, like low I thought they were going to keep asking them for money. Like, I was so sure that they were going to kill him. Like, they were going to somehow get in, like, right when he wins and shoot him. I yeah. didn't think he was going to die. I didn't think so either. I was, like, shocked when that happened. It's a great <laughs> ending, though. It is. Perfect. It really is a great ending. Um, yeah, I just, like, the... Uh, the the stuff with... um, and In particular, one scene with... Uh, what, what did Travolta call her? Adele Dazeem or something? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, her, what's her real name? Adina, Adina Menzel. Menzel. So the uh, 
<laughs> I don't what are they at? Like the, the Passover or the Seder with, oh, that's um, so great, with like her yeah. family. Like that seems great when he's like trying to get back with her. Yeah. She's just not happy. Yet. She's just laughing directly in his face. That's, that's he's, like, he's so sincere about trying again. That's that's some of his Sam's really best work good. ever. It's it's so good. He I mean, I mean he's he's great in the whole thing, but that scene in particular is great. And I think uh, his best I like I like the scene when he's talking to Kevin Garnett at the very end when he's like trying to pump him up by like telling him the line oh, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, that also brings me back to that uh that Sixers playoff run. That hurt. I wish they didn't have to do it. Oh yeah, that. that's right. Yeah, that hurt. It, another Joe, another thing that I don't know was it accurate when he was like watching the first game and he's just like cursing him out for like getting a rebound like uh, you remember when he's like and she's like your son's waiting for you to go to bed and he's like watching it on uh, his phone oh, that stuff's great that stuff's great especially when like when you're gambling on something and you can't watch it it's just constantly refreshing your phone like doing that in a car at the one point um yeah all that stuff is, is pretty much pretty much dead on uh, the, the, the Betsy place is like with, with Mike Francesa is one of the other bookies that he deals with. And he places that lightning bet, which is but, like basically no one would take that. Yeah. But it's, it's like the craziest thing you could, you could ever do. Get. It would be even for like a professional or just a super degenerate with a ton of money. It would just be, it would be the craziest thing you could ever do. So there's some, I, I don't know. There's, I'm sure that like there's movies that involve cars and I know nothing about cars. So they could talk about, you know, something that does not make any sense. And that's kind of what I was expecting in, in this. And there was a couple of things like that in the gambling world, but, but yeah, pretty, pretty spot on, pretty spot on. It's apparently yeah. Sandler tried to learn a lot about being a jeweler for it. Well, he was, that guy, the character was rich, right? Like was like wealthy. Yeah. Um, I, mean, he I, had like an, I think he, I think he probably had money, but really owed a lot. Didn't know how to spend them. it. <laughs> Kept gambling it away. Yeah, I mean, they had the nice house. He had the girlfriend with the uh, with the um, apartment. The apartment, yeah. Um, yeah, she was dominatrix. Um, in, in a previous life. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. And then it's a good movie, though. Lakeith Stanfield, Joe, we didn't talk about him. Oh, he was great. He was so good in it. He had um, a good year. Yeah, he is a great actor. Um, yeah, I'm a little surprised there wasn't a little buzz around him for, for supporting actor nomination. Maybe he's not in it that much, but but he's great. Like that the first scene with um when like Garnett and his whole crew come in and Lakeith Stanfield's there and like all that stuff's going on, and Garnett keeps leaning on the case and Sandler's like, don't lean on the case, don't lean on the case. And he eventually just shatters the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I, love, I, love, I love that stuff. I love that scene. I'll, yeah, I mean, oh, so good. All of it. And I think the part when he's just like, like when Hal's just like fed up, he gets with him at the end just because like Adam Sandler really is just like the worst person ever. And he'll like, he's just like selfish at any turn. Yes. And he just like throws the Gatorade in the fish tank. Uh, yeah. um, uh, did, did the uh, camera work and cinematography and all that remind you of Paul Thomas Anderson? Um, 
because it did for me. I'm trying to think. I, I don't. Was I don't, it the same cinematographer? Nah, just just like the choices yeah. with the um, steady cams and stuff and handheld. Yeah, at least I don't. Remember and I think it was at the time shot on film and all that. The, the um, best. The stuff like outside in New York City is great. Um, like the scene where he's getting—I guess he's getting chased, quote unquote, by by those guys who end up like the one guy punches him in the face. Yeah, like I, I really like that scene. Like the he's thrown in the fountain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he, oh, dude, that's so rough when he um like clocks him right in the throat. Just, like, the, oh, sound, the sound he makes. God, is... It is awful. <laughs> that is terrible. Just that sound is so like. <laughs> Like That's why he wasn't nominated for the Oscar. It was just too much. Yeah. That one thing alone. <laughs> um, yeah, good movie. Good movie. Well, uh, Sean, what about the uh, the story the Sassies told to Paul Thomas Anderson about Adam Sandler? Or no, it was the other way around. Uh, at the Paul Thomas Anderson told to the Sassies about meeting Adam Sandler for the first time, and he it was on the set of little the set of yeah, little Nicky. He went to the set of little Nicky. <laughs> And it was and, when they were shooting Quentin Tarantino's like five second cameo. So Quentin was uh, there. Right. He's like, Paul, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> like he was surprised that he didn't and, wasn't he? he and was like Paul afraid. told him Paul told him he was like gonna talk to Adam about uh Punch Drunk Love. And Quentin was like, No, I'm gonna talk to him about Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. And that never worked out. <clears throat> Do you think those guys get along? Do you think like like Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson get along? Yeah, I think I so. Think I, because I it's think not they're, like they're friends. Yeah. Oh really? I, I think they're yeah. friends, but at the same time, they're like rivals. I, right. I think they would get along because they do their own thing. It's not like they're both like competing for like properties and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I hear you. They can. They what can. About... They can work what with about... anyone they want too so oh yeah what about it's not like they're well actually that's actually a weird one didn't so dan Day lewis's best performance is in a paul thomas anderson movie and didn't dan Day lewis like actively pursue the role the only time ever the role of uh jewels in pulp fiction or, no sorry, he was yeah vincent in pulp fiction and yeah tarantino didn't give it to him i don't know about that i mean i've heard so many stories about i mean it, John Travolta's fine. He's, a, he's an awful actor. It's just such a great role. <laughs> I mean, yeah. imagine Dana Day Lewis in that role. It's a thousand times better. Michael Madsen was the first <laughs> choice. Uh, did you hear that story? Wasn't it Michael Madsen and the guy, um, the guy who owns a, or is the bartender was like going to play Jules? What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. And he looked yeah. Like, yeah. I can't remember. His name. I know who you're talking about. But Michael Madsen couldn't get out of, uh, rehearsals for Wyatt Earp and that's why he <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh good good on you Michael Madsen um, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy um we don't talk no one talks enough about how crazy it is that uh and I can tell you that that these two people aren't happy with Paul Thomas Anderson when he was filming there will be blood and they were testing the explosives on like the Derek for that 
scene where it catches fire and the Coen brothers are shooting like on the other side of the desert and the smoke yeah. getting into the shot at no country. They were trying to uh, <laughs> yeah. film no country and there was so much smoke they couldn't film. They were probably so pissed. <laughs> they went back to their, they stomped their feet, went to their trailers and cried for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> like I wonder if that ever came up. <laughs> like, lost an entire day of shooting. <laughs> because Paul Thomas Anderson's like oh. filling the sky with smoke. <laughs> That's so true. I forgot about that. It, it's a crazy story ever. It's like the two best <laughs> movies ever made, yeah. and they were filming at the same time, <laughs> back close together, within a mile of each other. That is amazing. Insane. <laughs> and then, like, what the hell is all that smoke? And they're like, oh, it's Paul Thomas Anderson doing uh, some movie about oil. <laughs> crazy. Huh? How about that? <laughs> Well, speaking of the best actors of all time, according to Brad Pitt, I watched uh, Shia LaBeouf's uh, latest turn, Honey Boy, which he wrote as well. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. How was it? Good. Good. It's about him being on, like, Even Stevens, right? Uh, or working on it and, like, living in a hotel with his dad. Yeah, yeah, that was... I, I assume that's what it's based on. I mean, they never actually What's that? They never actually say it. Uh, but it's... Stevens. They don't call it even Stevens. I mean, Christy Carlson Romano is nowhere to be found, if that's what you're asking, but uh, <laughs> she played uh, Ren. Um, what is that? What is that noise? What are you talking about? Was that, was that just me? I think it was. Uh, anyway, uh, that's weird. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, he, he gives a good performance. Lucas Hedges kind of plays him like, as a like when he when he had his mental breakdown, he's in the in, institution. It's kind of it's kind of cool. It's like like the story is that Shia LaBeouf wrote the movie while in the mental institution, yeah, and they're like, showing like Lucas Hedges writing this movie in the mental institution, and then going to talk to his dad, who's played by Shia LaBeouf, and that's like the end of the movie. Um, the kid who plays uh, the young LaBeouf, like the Louis Stevens LaBeouf, is I think his name's Noah Jupe. And he's, he's in. Stuff. A, he's really. He's really good. He's in a quiet place. Oh yeah, that's right. He's, he dies like early in there, right? Spoiler. No. Oh, I thought he does. No, the other kid does. There were two boys. Yeah. Yeah, one of them that's, dies. That's how it starts. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was just the the deaf girl and the parents at the end. Now. No, no, it's no. Yeah, that girl's really not, deaf. Yeah. So not, not that good of an actor. <laughs> Why? Anyone well, else watch movie. anything good? Um, what else did I watch? I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, caught, uh, caught up with the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> good movies? Still holds still. up. Still awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you expect... Did, what, what did you expect to get out of, of watching this? Huh? Like, we're expecting what? to find something new. Begins oh, no. is okay, Dark Knight's good, and Rise is terrible. No, I think in order to pick everything up in a Christopher Nolan movie, you have to watch it 50 times minimum. Yeah. Because he, he <laughs> overcomplicates the hell out of them. What what did you pick up in uh, The Dark Knight that, that you missed the, before? Um, a lot of the that stuff Aaron. with the mob and that... Uh, uh, Asian accountant, that whole storyline. Uh-huh. Um, 
I don't know, a lot of stuff. But I feel like he could, like, shave off a little bit. Like, they don't have to be, like, two hours and 20 minutes of just, like... And it's pretty complex stuff in there. Like, he puts a lot in there. Yeah. The stuff at the end on the on, in the Dark Knight on the boat, that, that could have been cut down a lot. Yeah. And then, yeah. like... And it's also, like, that was such a great ending with the Joker, too. Where like he's hanging and the, and then you have like another mm-hmm. twenty minutes and I know it's necessary but with Two Face it's like kind of like a second ending almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And that's kind of like I, I assume that the ending for the Joker in the movie at least is kind of similar to uh, the comic book Killing Joke when they're on like the roof of of uh, is it, it's either Arkham or it's a prison. I think they're on the roof of Arkham. And they kind of have like a little bit of a similar conversation. Yeah, and differently, but um, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, that that would have been a ending spot. And now, then what's just like, what's up? What? 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 Joseph Lauren Gavin, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character's name for the entire movie is like Bill Simpson. And then at the end, he's like, oh, actually, my name's Robin. (laughs) 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 So dumb. He like, he he gets some sort of like. Getting on an airplane. He's like, who's Bill? It's like John Blake. It is. John Blake. And yeah, then he's, he's picking up some sort of, like, official document with, like, his actual birth name on it. He's like, and the person's oh, like... Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about that? But is that what, is that what happened? <laughs> Pretty much. They're like, you should go by your, uh, your given name. It's nice. Uh, like, Robin. And then you, you pick up that, you know, it's, it's Robin, the, the sidekick Robin. <laughs> Yeah, I actually liked the, the, the Dark Knight Rises um, a lot more than I did the first time I saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember not liking the ending so much initially, but I really liked it this time around. I liked him sort of handing off, you know, sort of retiring and then uh, passing the reins to Robin. thought that was cool. Yeah. Just well, thinks Anne Hathaway was in that. My favorite thing about the Dark Knight Rises, though, is when Anne Hathaway is like, you know, she's like robbing a pearl necklace or something from a party, and they're playing that. Like the score is great. It's like uh, it's like an old like cat burglar score. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the best part. Well, that's the second best part. The best part is when uh, when um, John Blake is at a takeout restaurant, and they're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> your name's Robin." <laughs> It like ends with him going into the back cave, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's completely meaningless because you know there's nothing. He rises. Else he rises. Does like the platform rise, right? It does, yeah. It's pretty cool. What ha- what happens with old Bruce Wayne at the end of it? He goes to like Mexico or whatever. Florence. <laughs> yeah. He goes to Florence oh, yeah. and he sees In Alfred the- there and they sort oh, of yeah. look at each other and nod. In one of those cool. fedoras, like a uh, Hannibal Lecter at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> Ever since um, 
ever since D, <laughs> D told me this, I, I, I wish it happened um, in Joker. I, I think it was D telling me there was like, there was maybe in the original script, the guy who kills uh, Bruce's parents also just shoots Bruce. Like, yeah, that was like, end. oh, that yeah. Was, that would have been great. <laughs> so, that yeah, it's so great. <laughs> they might as well have just done it, too. Yeah. I, <laughs> that would have been brutal. Could you, you imagine the nerds? People would have, like, freaked out in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that type uh, of movie. It was definitely that type of movie. Um, what about what about Batman? Yeah, Batman? still ter- still terrible. How dare you? No, it was really good. That one, that one more than the others, though. You you kind of feel the length. It was. Uh, I was like at an hour and a half in, and I'm like, I hope this wraps up soon. I paused it, and there's still like 42 minutes to go. It's <sighs> the worst feeling. Um, but what they the, did, the end scene's one of my this, favorite end scenes of all time with, with the, the Joker, Joker card. card. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, right. the whole end is good. I think I think they um with that scarecrow character played by Killian Murphy, it was like really underused. Yeah. And it's like yeah. they might as well just not have done it at all. It's like either Agreed. go big on them or don't or scrap it. And they just kind of yeah. sort of glazed over them a little bit. I don't know. Who uh, but, who uh, ruined their movie more? Katie Holmes and Begins or Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> <laughs> or Maggie yeah. Gyllenhaal in the Dark Duck. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's not leave her out. Um, no, Gyllenhaal's good. Katie Holmes. No, Aaron. Aaron Eckhart in the Dark Knight takes that. <laughs> Does you know, Katie pretty... Holmes even act anymore? I don't. I think like Scientology doesn't allow it. Like they're so weird about it. Oh, I didn't know. I forgot she was in that. Okay. Or she, she she's was... not, but they like. She also probably got a huge settlement from Tom Cruise, so she's living large, yeah. I bet. Um, really, like Tom Cruise couldn't see his kids for like a very long period of time because, like, she was not a Scientologist or something, and they're afraid she'd like influence them. Hmm. I don't know. Those people are insane. Travolta. I have to listen to this. They probably do. Oh, God. Yeah, they, we're going yeah, to start getting mail from them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, um, uh, like, Adam Carolla had, had the Loveline, like, radio show, and he was, like, saying something about Scientology, and he started, and they, like, sent him a letter, and he just, like, read it on the air and was, like, making fun of him. And Dr. Drew was, like, freaking out. He was, like, stop reading that. Stop reading that. They're going to come get you. They're going to get you. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, anyone else watch anything? Uh, anything good? What else did I watch? I'm trying to think. Um, quarantine's really, really weighing on me. Yeah. Starting my brain to mush. The Korean baseball was on this morning. Oh, dude, I'm setting an alarm for five thirty. I'm getting up. <laughs> I didn't get what, yet. What's it on? ESPN. Yes, yeah. ESPN two. There's one game at one a.m. and then one at five thirty a.m. That's so good. Requires a crazy schedule, but also it's just like bar rescue on Sunday morning for like four hours is what <laughs> I do. It's like all right, I guess yeah, I'm, sh- uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta really get into a show. I've watched just, just, I don't know. I'll like watch two minutes of a show and then be like, ah, I'm not. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm turning it off. The hundred news. Then I just watch Family Guy for four hours every night. All right. <laughs> well, I guess that does it. We got 45 minutes. That's pretty good. It's a nice, it's a a nice primer. Yeah. For a catch-up episode. Yeah, we should add the caveat that we all just downloaded Skype tonight. We did not have anything prepared, so flying off the cuff. Um, all right. Should we wrap it? Yeah, let's yeah. wrap it up, uh, and we'll plan on um, you know, having a topic next time. Yeah, we got some ideas on the shelf, so... We'll be we'll be back soon. We're gonna get like news alerts to quarantine's over tomorrow. And- <laughs> <laughs> we were too late. All right. Too late. All right. Signing off. Wait. Oh, All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. What? No one. Recording before you. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's not right. Uh, so for Joe D and Vince, this is Shawnee saying goodbye. All right. Stop recording now.